Hello, and welcome to the Mosaic Review Cast, a podcast where we review new releases. I'm Stephen Caldwell, and with me is Drew Farrar. Hello. Hello, Drew. So today we are reviewing Famously Alive by the band Gorilla Toss. And for listeners not familiar with Gorilla Toss, uh, that is not the gorilla animal, but gorilla spelled like gorilla warfare, I suppose. Um, this this album is just a blast to listen to. You brought it to my attention. What a bunch of ear candy! It's it's just like immediately likable. Oh yeah, it's 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 um definitely like. Like you said, ear candy. It's definitely just sugar sweets from from the get go, um, which is great. Uh, I think Gorilla Toss does is is such a do such a great job at being playful um, while also not just being like vapid. Um, mm-hmm. Because every time I feel when you have an album that's you know um, not taking itself so seriously. Uh, sometimes it dives, it delves into that realm of just like, it's too silly, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, and it makes you interact with it in a different way. Like if I'm listening to Weird Al, <laughs> you know, I, I'm listening in a, a different mindset entirely. Um, I so, so this runs 30 minutes in length uh, about... A little over that, and it's their first album um, on the record label Sub Pop, which good for them because that is a that is a giant label. Um, I would say so. I'd never heard of the band before, so I'm like clicking through their songs, and I'm like, oh, okay, so they do like punk, and I click to the next song, and I'm like, oh wait, no, they don't. Like it, it just kept it just like they keep changing, so. I'm interested to know what what kind of genre would you place this as? I I always think of them as like an art pop band, like an mm. art punk, art pop. Um, yeah, psychedelic, like psychedelic, um, progressive pop sometimes. Yeah, progressive pop. Do you know uh, hyper pop? No. Okay, so hyper pop is somewhat new and it's. They're not hyperpop, just to be just to be clear. But I would say they're hyperpop adjacent, which is like mm. like where you take all the ideas of pop, and then as the name suggests, now it's hyper, uh, not <laughs> hyper fast, but hyper uh, uh, emphasized, I, I, elevated, I don't know. Ele- yeah, to a new level of thought and thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a commentary on pop by being so pop that it's not pop ah yeah i i could see that yeah i think one one of the things that's interesting is with gorilla toss you know like like you said like they always had this evolving sound but this is like a very new um configuration of it because this is like they were a boston-based band for a really long time like a decade or so um and it was a quintet and now they're a trio and they're in new york um and so i i think this is this album i think is a bit of a departure from a lot of their other stuff um it's a 
a little bit I don't want to say commercial, but like it's a little bit more commercial, but I wouldn't I would not listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, what a what a sellout. What sellout? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It's not it is, it is popularly minded, but it's but it is not selling out. It's more approachable than their early stuff. Like they had an yes. album on John Zorn's label. Um, and so so they've like the art rock experimental side has been more. I almost think of this as a debut album for this band. Right. It's a different configuration. <laughs> it's the same singer. Um, yeah. But it, in some ways, it's like a, a soft reset. Yeah, I I'm I'm really curious as to where they go after this one. Um uh although I, I think we should talk about that later. Uh because I think we should talk about the album a little bit in terms of like what is this I, album? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a novel thought to to talk about an album that we're also reviewing. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange strange thing that you brought up here um (laughs) so the first two songs cannibal capital famously alive those are perhaps my favorite songs on Mm. the album and it set my expectations pretty high um and i think you see where i'm going with this uh then i got to live exponential which i cannot fathom why they chose it as a single um because it i so this this could be more about me and my taste than anything else but when something is like super repetitive on a short loop uh i get claustrophobic i get like get me out of this get me out of this loop i need to stop and um that that one oh boy oh gosh it 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 kept going and repeating and and you know so so let's say you disagree with me and that's 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 fine but it does expose one critique that i have which is i don't know how to interact with the album is like if i'm listening to something that is really intense i turn off parts of my expectation i don't look for melody whereas if i'm listening to something that is you know approachable like pop then I'm listening to like the hooks and I'm in a different mindset and this somewhere in between the two. And when I'm listening for a long period of time, I get kind of overwhelmed with the amount that's going on. Yeah. I think, um, well, I, I think one of the, the great things about Gorilla Toss is that they don't like back down ever. Like it's full throttle, no matter what they're doing. Um, which I, I really appreciate like in their artistic output. Um, but I, I agree. I, I have kind of the same uh, reaction to the album, although I, I like live exponential. Um, the one that That's gets so me fascinating to me, the one that gets me is mermaids airplane, the fourth track um, that, okay. Because I, I then bounced back with mermaid airplane. I I don't like the weird sing-songy hmm. playground melody that's happening in it and it's really repetitive and it's it's two notes da, 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 <laughs> like over and over again and I'm like 
what is going on here? Like, why is this here? That one feels that song particularly feels really out of place on the whole album for me. Um, uh, and I, I think like it starts so strong, um, with this very like music concrete experimental opening that shifts into these driving, you know, synth pop melodies and harmonies and, and groove. And it's the first two, the first two songs, I think just phenomenal opening. And I, I do think they kind of lose the thread as they get into the album, but the ones that, that bring me back onto it um, are like pyramid hum. I think pyramid. Hum so really much good. fun. Oh boy. yeah. Um, I think uh, happy me. I love happy me. <laughs> Yeah, Happy That's... Me grew on me. At first, I didn't like it because it, it, it's the second to last track. So I think I yeah. like the first time I listened to this album, I was like, oh, boy, man, one more track to go, you know. But then on repeat listens, I realized this is a different point. But on repeat listens, I have liked this the whole album as a unit more and more. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of unpacking to do with the album. Um, and it's weird for a 30 minute album. It feels really dense. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just 10 tracks. Um, and I would say it feels, it feels like a full length. It, it, it doesn't, uh, not to say that it should be fewer tracks, but I, I think it definitely is the right length. Yeah. I don't think, I, I think it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is nice. Um, but I, I do agree that I think the middle of the album kind of like loses the thread um, and then comes back with like Pyramid Hum. I think that's about like track seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Yeah. So like tracks one and two and then however you want to split it, three through four is kind of very hit or miss. Uh, three through five, really. Um Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Wild Fantasy, it's been growing on me, that one, uh, and... and um, yeah, I think, also, if you're a traditional Gorilla Toss fan, you'll like Wild Fantasy probably more than some of the other stuff on the album, in terms of, it has a funky time signature thing happening. Um, mm-hmm. It has, like, um, the lead singer... Oh, what's her name? Um... Oh boy, I don't remember. But uh, she she is a really fun singer. She's clearly having a blast with this. Um, and also they, they're treating her voice in this album a lot differently. It has like the intentional auto-tune um, thing, which is, is like what makes me think of hyper-pop where they're like, yeah. um, you know, we're, we are doing the pop thing right now yeah uh her name's cassie carlson um Mm. but on on wild fantasy i'm like that's what i think of when i think of her singing is more like that and less like stuff like pyramid hum um like i i like that she's exploring new facets of herself um yeah and and pyramid hum it, it sort of turns the dial down a little bit um that there's a bit more of a groove quality that we, things open up a little bit and i think 
even though there is such a delightful amount of electronic sounds, synth sounds, um, it it can be like you're just in a patch of flowers, and there's a lot of flowers, and all there are are flowers. And if someone shows you a new flower, you're like, well, that is certainly a flower. You know what I mean? Like, I get yeah. Um, I get this this curiosity of of what their live shows are like, especially for touring this album, because are people going to be dancing or headbanging? <laughs> yeah. Or, or trying to attempt both at the same time, which is the most interesting choice. Yeah. I, they have, there is like a mythos around the band's live performances. Like they're like these really high energy shows. I think it's going to be a lot different on this tour, you know, being stripped down to this trio. So I'm, I'm interested in, in kind of like where that's going to go. Um, I will say that like the title track, I'm not super high on. It's fine. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. The second, the second one. Yeah. I like, I like it in context in the album. Um, but as a song itself, I'm like, it's fine. Let's let's dig into that because that is my second favorite track. Let's let and and, and now yeah. now we're gonna start a fight, Drew. Oh no, I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, no, I don't want to start a fight. I'm I'm curious though. So so if you pre- pressed play on Famously mm-hmm. Alive all by itself, what's wrong? I I think. Part of it is it is a departure from a lot of other Gorilla Toss stuff, whereas the the first Cannibal Capital is more in line with what I think of Gorilla Toss. And so it's kind of just has this like it's not what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So so it almost reminded me of Matt and Kim. mm, That that would be a big if. If it reminds you of that, that would explain a lot to me. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is reminding me of Matt and Kim. That is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong in a like a capital W wrong sense with the song. I think it just it's not what I'm looking for. Whereas things like I like Wild Fantasy actually a lot but i i think that's because i like gorilla toss's older stuff um and then maybe like, what you're wrestling with is like this idea of like if if are they being experimental or are they being derivative um, yeah because when 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 cannibal capital is happening like you said this music concrete intro where it's just like it's just noise and it like sort of is like a a, a machine coming to life and, and then you're just thrust into this wild uh, mess of awesomeness. Uh, whereas famously alive is a little paint by the numbers. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think they take a lot of risks on this album and I think listening to it, you might not think they do, 
Um, but compared to their other stuff, I I mean, they're trying a lot of new stuff. Um, it's not stripped back, but it's definitely more accessible um, overall than, say, like, you know, what would the odd do? Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, this is something that all sorts of heavier bands from many genres deal with, like when their early work is is, you know, that's the heavy stuff and then they they sell out and soften up that's a scary move to make i'm not saying that they're doing that no but like I... what you're saying is what they're doing is risky in a very particular way because of what they've already done yeah yeah i think it's and i don't think it's a bad choice uh, i i think sometimes we we use risk as a, a euphemism for wow they really like you know they lost it on this album um yeah gorilla loss no 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 <laughs> um but i i don't i don't think they did i i think there's a lot to like on this album and i think it would be not a bad place to if you're wanting to know what this band is and you want a soft a soft entry I don't think it would be a bad place to start and then work your way back through their back catalog. Um, But it's definitely not. um, It doesn't push the musical envelope as much as some of their other albums do or some of their other work does in terms of like the complexity of the song structures, um, the length of some of the tracks. They have some some really long tracks on some of their other albums. Um, Mm. And the overall intensity of the entire album there's there's a lot of very laid back tracks like i mean um uh pyramid hum is is laid back for the most part and uh famously alive is i would not consider the most upbeat girl toss song um the last track on the album uh um heathen and me is is pretty laid back for gorilla toss um but i I like i thought it gave i thought it gave great variety um and and in fact it's weird to say because the moment to moment has so much variety but i think if you zoom out there's not enough variety um when you're talking about the song structures or songs that develop and move into interesting places that like you we keep returning to pyramid hum and it does that. It changes. Um, I don't know, about midway through, it comes into a whole different place. And you're like, oh, hey, this is interesting. There's not enough of that. No, I, I think that's somewhere that's I, I agree. I think that's something they where they kind of miss the mark. Um, and I, I wonder if that's because of like tr- having this more accessible approach or if it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I agree. I, I think that that's kind of a weak point on the album. Uh, is it, it is, it gets a little samey sometimes. Um, yeah. Especially through the middle. Like, I, I cannot stress enough that it's, it's really like bookended by the best stuff. Um, with like pyramid hum, like, right about in the middle and then after you once you get past that then it starts picking back steam up 
but yeah, it's it's such an, it's such an odd odd experience going through it. Um, I think it has a yeah. little bit of like we start with Cannibal Capital and Famously Alive, which also like they lead into each other. You know, Cannibal Capital like becomes Famously Alive, which kind of becomes Live Exponential. Like I can you can like hear like a through line through those three songs, and then Mermaid Airplane is just completely out of left field in a bizarre way. And then wild fantasy is like, but right. So like those, those three as a unit, I really enjoyed the, the seamlessness and I, I kind of wish they maybe picked it back up again or, or just did it through the whole thing. Um, I, yeah, I think I think what we're kind of touching on is there's like this uncertainty with how to interact with with this experience like this this album how do I how do I perceive it in what settings do I enjoy this um does it require me to be focused listening because when I'm focused on it for a long period of time then I will get a bit tired of all yeah. the things that are happening and the sameness. Um, and yet there's too much and too many interesting things happening for me to put it on in the background. Yeah. I I almost feel like it's like always teetering on the verge of greatness. You mm. know what I mean? Um, like it's always like it's going to go somewhere. I know it's going <laughs> to go somewhere and it never quite goes where you expect it or want it to go but not always in a good way um like excitable girls was a was a very low point for me oh Um, i i it it was it's just the repetition i'm like please stop and by the end of it (laughs) then it was getting it was getting harsh which is okay they clearly meant for that to happen but I didn't enjoy it to begin with. So, yeah, you know, it, I, I feel like you had a similar experience on Mermaid Airplane where you're like, well, I don't like this bit and they keep doing it. Yeah, I think there's just some I think I think we're kind of coming to the same point here of like it's weirdly too samey and also too different and also too... <laughs> <laughs> too ambitious and not ambitious enough um yeah which, yes which is weird to say but it's like it kind of feels like they never quite go as far as you want it to go but they're always gonna they're always trying something new um yeah if that makes and I, sense. I appreciate that and it always sounds good production wise so are we hoping that the next album is a continuation, a, a development, a, a, an evolution of this. I, see, I don't, I don't know. Um, part of it's also like in 2020, they released a couple singles. And I was like, oh, these singles are great. Um, it was Human Girl and, um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, but those sound nothing like this album, which is like, 
a little bit like I I wish they would go and revisit that for a second. They catfished you. Yeah, they 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 got me. <laughs> they pulled me in and then tricked me. <laughs> um, you were like, "This is gonna be the best album ever." <laughs> no, like it's just I I always want to see Gorillaz Hoss do new stuff. Um, yeah, because it's that's what's kind of fun about the band is they don't sit still, um, and that and that they're not afraid to do new stuff and push the envelope and and try new things. Um, Mm-hmm. Which makes them really fun to listen to. Uh, that's kind of why I I think Deerhoof's great as well. Um, I, I kind of get the same sort of vibe um, from the yeah. It's it's this liberated kind of like we will we will try it whatever it is we'll try it. Yeah. Um, so I think let's talk about scores. Let's talk about numbers. Um, I I think I'll go first here. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first here, and I've I've wrestled with this because of all the things that we talked about. Because aspects of this, I I put it on, and I'm like, holy cow! Like this is very very good. And then um, at times I'm like, well, hold on a second, didn't quite deliver. So I am going to give this a high seven, seven and three quarters. I debated about an eight for a long time. And I'm still debating about an eight, even as we're talking about it right now. So let's say, depending on the day, maybe an eight. <laughs> quite good, but not not quite there. Um, that being said, this was my introduction to Gorilla Toss. And it made me go, oh, hey, I, I need to listen to more of these people because they're good. They're very good. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I think we've reached consensus because I'm I was gonna give it a seven point eight, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it does a lot of stuff really well, and it also misses the mark so weirdly consistently, um, <laughs> like 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 clockwork, um, but I think it's also kind of like a polarizing album as as. Like we're picking out different songs that were like that. I like that song a lot, and I I don't like that song. It's almost always exact opposite. <laughs> um, uh, but I think that that kind of speaks to Gorilla Toss as a band. I think that they can have kind of that polarizing quality. You're gonna like some of their stuff, and you're not gonna like some of their stuff. And and I think, you know, I think they should actually be applauded for that. Um, they they aren't trying to like fit in a box you know um but yeah i think it's a a wonderful uh you know introduction to the band um i think it's i i'm hoping that i'm i'm wondering if being on sub pop made them be like oh we have to put something out that on our major label debut is where people aren't gonna listen to half of it and be like not for me um, so they'll go back and listen to more. Um, so I, I, I'm really curious as to where the next Gorilla Toss album goes. Um, and if they stay as a trio, um, if they bring somebody new in, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very firmly 7.8 It's a strong album. Uh, there's some weird 
choices in terms of where tracks are. There's some weird choices in terms of what the tracks are in themselves. Um, uh, but I don't think it would be Gorilla Toss if it wasn't like that. Yeah, and, and we're better for going on that journey. And, you know, if we failed, like you said, you totally hit it. Like, failing kind of consistently um, and yet succeeding consistently the entire time. It's such an interesting thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that is a wrap on this episode. We want to thank you for listening to the Mosaic Review Cast. Have a great day. Bye. of new music composers and performers which brings collaborative concerts to new audiences. More can be found at New Music Mosaic's YouTube and Facebook pages.